0: You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis lifestyle radio. The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart saves, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis lifestyle radio. This is the business of cannabis. Cannabis of cannabis. Welcome to the Business of Cannabis. Dave Sky here with Matt Cook. Happy and New Year. Yes, I hope everyone had a, a restful holiday and a safe holiday. A safe holiday, yeah. And uh, I guess that's the important thing and a Happy New Year. And uh, we have decided to switch things up a little bit. And for the, for the New Year, we're going to give you our sort of retrospective uh, on what happened in 2021, unrelated to that topic, but we're going to focus on cannabis. Um, and, and what a year it, it was and it was, yeah uh, and, and, and probably more, create, more, more uh, change in 2022 right. I, I think that's the only thing we'll have consensus on either in this show and all our guests is more things are hap- will happen <laughs> um, I'm struck by the fact that just looking through some numbers the other day, the sales numbers yeah. all over the map, no one can even tell us Here's what the market is, and here's what it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I've read 61 billion, you know, 45. Um, yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem to be, every source seems to say these are the numbers,
0: but. Right. This is definitive. 20, I've heard it as low as 25 billion, you know, uh, which seems a bit low. Um, but those are, that's a vastly different business to say, or it's going to be 100 billion in, you know, 20, you know 27 2028 20, that would be massive and substantial well it's like the gaming industry that's a major industry 25 billion is uh is a nice little industry yeah uh,
1: you but know growth when you, but when you think about it you know i think the the reason for the variability in the numbers is everyone's estimating what the illicit market is and mm. So, you know, I don't think you can really know that number. And given the fact that it still represents close to, well, if not sixty percent, somewhere between fifty and sixty percent of the market, um you know, that's why you're going to have you know wider wide ranges in terms of what the industry's at right now.
0: That's a great point. Um, like even even in Canada with the legal market, uh, just just this month, they're reporting that sales exceeded the illicit market, uh, but of course that's a guess. For the first time, yeah. But, but and, and how do they know what the illicit market is? But they're guessing. But it's interesting nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So uh, does does do sales continue to escalate? Not because the market per se is getting bigger. It's just that existing uh, customers are choosing, you know, legal over illicit
1: yeah, and that's tough to say. I think that'll shake out over time. I think as the industry grows and matures, I think the um, yeah. you know I think that will happen. You'll have the 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 legal overtake the illicit market. I think right now, for people that have used it for a long time, you know they're comfortable getting it from where they've gotten it from for for years. <clears throat> and they don't necessarily need to go to a dispensary to to get what they like. They know what they like.
0: And perhaps certain, you know, CBD, obviously, uh, but beverages and edibles. These aren't things that the illicit market will have. Well, uh, beverages, for instance, the illicit market cannot supply. Uh, If that actually is a viable product, if that actually becomes an important part of this, then that could really change everything. Because once you start with the, I believe, the legal market, with the with the trust, nothing more than that. Once quality's there, then I can't see the illicit market. I don't think it'll ever go away, or at least not for many many years. But no. then you'll see these vast, and then maybe we will see the hundred billion dollar market in a few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at uh, the days of prohibition, and you know, no one distills gin in their tub anymore. <laughs> Um,
0: you know, so you, you may have a bit uh, of bad beer is still being made. I think horrible, oh, well, homemade beer, or horrible I mean, wine, but still yes. you're right. Well, point well taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got some, 15 uh, year scotch uh, just aging in my basement. Yeah. Uh, exactly. A couple barrels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, you know, it's, that's what makes it such a challenging industry. Uh, okay. So do I plan for this industry doubling in five years? to this, some mad huge mark, you know, or do I need to see this as a mature market? Do I count? Should I be attracting, like you said, the illicit user? Should I be out there marketing for them saying, hey, stop, you know, this is the better way to do it. There could be a a huge market there, but no one really does that aggressively. Implicitly they they do, but not
1: aggressively. That could be a great market. But it's organ, I think that will come organically over time. I don't think that is. Does it have to be?
0: I tell you, if I were marketing in a big urban center, that's not a bad group of people to go after. No, you're buying you're- from your guy or who your your local like. Come to my dispensary and and trust and and, and quality and differentiating the different brands and.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think maybe in in bigger cities it, it might be worth it um but you know based on how many uh dispensaries exist in large cities um you know it's uh you know i, I say that's going to happen organically
0: i remember talking to louis antonakis uh, olympia dispensary uh who had a, a strategy of small town he, he wasn't opening a big places. yep and just you know and it could, you know, that's, that's sort of an interesting battle. Maybe his battle is not so much what a big multi-state operator has to worry about or, or a large urban center, but you mm. know, how do I, how do I get that illicit market? And if I do, that's a big profit, huge. You've just doubled your sales. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and you know, it, you know,
1: and from that standpoint, like we're, t- you know, we were talking about the size of the market. Will it double? Will it be a hundred billion? in 5 years will it be you know 300 billion <laughs> i don't think uh i don't think anyone knows because we're guessing at the size of the illicit market right now
0: yeah and we we tend to look at like alcohol and and if it if it is becomes like alcohol or takes a chunk of alcohol like that 300 billion mark isn't crazy that's kind of what it is uh would be amazing well and i think um, and change like, everything and
1: i think that that will happen over time that I'm certain of, um, you know, I have, you know, daughters in their early twenties and just anecdotally, anecdotally, uh, from, you know, what I know of their generation, um, you know, they don't, it, they don't necessarily drink as much. Um, but cannabis, they definitely use, and they use it a lot more. And it's funny; they view it as uh, almost, um, you know, safer than uh, than drinking alcohol. And huh. so, I think we have a whole generation of people that are coming up um, that could, you
0: know, make this market explode. <clears throat> so, what? Let's let's um, let's talk about twenty twenty two. Let's get the crystal ball. Get your crystal ball out i asked i asked you to bring your crystal ball you got it it. okay give it the rub on the top as you do and let's talk about what we think is going to happen um and pretend we know what we're talking about but we do talk to a lot of people who know what they talk about know what they're talking about so um let's talk about dispensaries yep well
1: i think what are you thinking um, well i think there's a couple of things even before we get to dispensaries i mean we're seeing new markets come online um, so we're going to see you know kind of growth um just from new markets Uh, but for dispensaries um, specifically what we've heard you know all through 2021 uh was it's it's hard to raise money um you know that's you know I still think that's going to be a challenge for people, um, uh, you know f- for the foreseeable future. Um, s- just staying in business. So people that have opened dispensaries, um, are you managing it well? Uh, how are you marketing it? I think certain markets are ripe for consolidation. Um, you know, take a look at you know Oklahoma, for example, that has almost twice as many dispensaries as California um i think they're at 2100 dispensaries for a population of four million um so unless everyone in so either
0: they really love their cannabis if, or if, if like really like really it, it like not no bullshit they love it yeah, or Oklahoma, or it's a bit they, much yeah.
1: yeah if they really love it uh if not um you know there's there's gonna be players that drop out that's just that's supply and demand and, yeah um So there are certain markets that are oversaturated. And then you look at newer markets that are just coming online, like Massachusetts, and I think they have 32 dispensaries right now.
0: Right, and maybe not to similar size states in terms
1: of. So um, obviously I think Massachusetts has a larger population, but, um, you know, so just the ability of dispensaries to stay in business. Um, is going to be is going to be huge.
0: Yeah, it's funny what you said the state by state thing where we talk just to you know about the overall market it's a 100 billion dollar market. That doesn't help you if you're in your state. And, you, and it's very difficult to go multi-state or yep. difficult. Yep. Um doesn't help. You're you're in Massachusetts, you're in Massachusetts. That's your reality and I could say look at you know Oklahoma's booming. It's a, so what? I, there's there's 32 of us now or the opposite. Oklahoma, they're dying because there's 2,100 dispensaries and Massachusetts, you're killing it. Of course you are. There's only a handful of you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one person we spoke to in Massachusetts, they've got a great location, um, you know, big facility, and they'll be the only game in town, Um, you know, and around, I don't know, I forget how many colleges, but, um, you know, a lot of, you've got Harvard, MIT, Um, Boston college, Boston university, you know, all
0: right there. Um, That's right. That was art Stewart, uh, in Boston near, um, uh, near a university. they got a, it's a great location. So yeah, absolutely. They're in Cambridge and right. That's right. Cambridge.
1: But then, uh,
0: the, the next
1: challenge is, okay. So you want to expand, um, getting back to, you need not only working capital to keep your business afloat. Now you need to raise money um, to expand. It'd be very tough, even even the most profitable dispensaries. It's really tough to expand uh, just based on cash flow. I think that's that's a tough thing to do. What business uh,
0: it, to oh, just you know, grow organically? Yeah,
1: it's extremely almost tough. Yeah, so I think that's going to be um, a challenge, and uh, and then deciding if expansion is worth it. Um sometimes it's not. Hmm. You know If you have a profitable um, business, regardless of you know it being a dispensary, if you have a profitable business, um, do you want to you know take on the risks of expanding, taking on investors, all that kind of stuff? Or do you want to just, you know, continue to make money?
0: Um, you know, it's a good point, and I don't want to get into it too much, because I know we wanted to talk about the question of 2021, which is, you know, brand versus the retail, bricks and yeah. mortar versus, right. you know, the big winners, but it's it's uh, it's relevant in the sense of and sort of my pet idea of of maybe local is the way to go for a lot of people, that cannabis, like coffee, is still very much a local, while there are a few huge players, there aren't very many. And local coffee shops and urban centers do really well and are profitable and are proliferating. Uh, Brands, not so much. If you can create this local presence and create a cash cow, do you risk destroying it? Because of this mentality, which we've heard of, Mm -hmm. um, of just everyone is aggressive and growing because, Alluding to the numbers we are talking about. I don't know anyone in cannabis goes, no, we're going to help maintain our market share. And this is where we want to be. Everyone thinks they're going to double, triple, quadruple in very short periods of time. Yeah. And it's, it's not, and we know that's not going to
1: happen. It's not the same business, but you look at, look at the restaurant business. There are so many people that have a successful restaurant and then they want to open two or three more locations. Or two or three different types of restaurants because this one did really well. Well, I mean, look at what happened over the last two years, all right? Um, some very notable uh, restaurateurs had to shut their doors because, you know, they had 28 locations. If they had stayed with just the one or two or three, um,
0: maybe they wouldn't have they wouldn't have suffered as much. Well, well COVID aside, and that which just, of course, is a different issue. It's you know, good, but you, you know uh, you're right. No, like what was the reason for the success of that one? They keep chasing it. They keep raising money. They keep opening more, but they can never recreate the, the success. Maybe, yeah, because maybe it's right, related to a city, you know, yeah. and people love it here and then you take it there and it's not whether the it's, same Yeah, whether it's I mean, New York and then you take it to another yeah. state and people are going, like, I don't get this. Well, that's what happened with uh, the chef Jamie
1: Oliver, right? Sure. Um, you know, he was ended up being about $28 million in debt. And, uh, you know, had to close, you know, hundreds of locations because, you know, the expansion just didn't work out. And when you expand, you need more and more and more capital, more investors, which, you know, anyone that's had a, a business with investors before is not always the easiest thing to yeah, do. Yeah, they
0: They're they not the most patient group.
1: No. Um, so, yeah i think those are really the challenges for dispensaries um and then i guess the uh, lastly would be you know you know from a product standpoint you know what what's selling what's not <clears throat> what brands are you carrying um you know and really knowing the analytics of that and understanding um understanding the market and, and maybe that's where a local market Um, You need to understand that better than, you know,
0: um, like a like a big urban center. Right. It doesn't help to hear the stats about here's what's happening in California when 98 percent of your customers are, you know, within a three mile radius. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's probably where you should be focused. So some of those those analytics are kind of useless. I want to know why the person down the street's not shopping here or why they are. We are talking about uh, the cannabis, uh, the state of the cannabis business, uh, our observations uh, from 2021 and all the guests and uh, different businesses we've interviewed, Dave Sky here with Matt Cook. We are going to take a short break and then we'll be right back uh, to continue the discussion. Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. And welcome back to the Business of Cannabis. Dave Sky here with Matt Cook. And we're going to continue our conversation about uh, our retrospective look at uh, 2021 and what to expect to ha- uh, going ahead with the help of Matt's crystal ball. So uh there's a lot of science behind this, but also a lot of conversations with a lot of people. Um, Let's continue that. uh, Let's pick up what we were talking before. we, uh, you know, I was thinking about, okay, we talked about the cannabis industry as the product of cannabis and the people who sell it. There's a huge um, industry of support, MSO supporting this industry itself, the sale of cannabis. Um, One of the reasons we started this show was the bewildering array of products and services, support products and services. If you are opening up a dispensary, there's not one, software to handle your marketing and there's there's 50 so which one to choose yes that's that's why Mm -hmm. we wanted to talk to people and get and give you choices and understand here are benefits and value props and those things so do you think there's an oversupply already do you think there's enough and now we need to and 2022 will be winners and losers so we're not going to have 32 uh pso you know point of sale systems for cannabis we don't need that we need three and that process starts yeah I think you know
1: one thing that excuse me has fascinated me about this industry Um, having started a couple of businesses myself um, you know a a few of them I just put up a shingle there was not really anything I needed to know other than here's what what I'm going to sell whereas in this industry you know, it's like a, like spokes on a tire. Um, your business is is the is the middle, and then you've got all these spokes of ancillary services uh, and products that you need. Um, you know, like legal, um, accounting is very important. Uh, Financing is very important. Understanding all the regulations around just what a dispensary looks like, or you know how a grow needs to to operate and um because there's so many because it's not you know federally legal i think it's a very complex business um to get into and you know then you know vertically
0: integrating so we're not yeah yeah or not <laughs> or, or or managing partnerships and distribution channels and making that decision yeah like that yeah. i was thinking of uh off, when you were talking Leaf Trade and LeafLink, who we interviewed right. yep. a couple months ago, they're the they're the companies that are the middlemen. It's a platform that connects growers, basically growers and buyers. Right. Like dispensaries. Yep. <clears throat> well, how many do we need? Because right. there's probably a dozen. Because yeah. it's a great idea.
1: And maybe we need maybe we need three dozen. Um,
0: right. And maybe it's in maybe it'll be a state like that ridiculous federal law makes state by s- different regions that we have regional players. And we're, and we're years away from consolidation because of, of that just irrational division of the business. Well, if you
1: look at like, let's say early days in Canada, like what, seven, eight years ago when it became legal, um, you had kind of six major companies Um that were uh, were growing um, and you know producing, and you know within a couple of years they became one company. Those six, <laughs> um, right? When it happens, it'll happen. It'll happen quickly, but um, next you know, year I don't know. What does your crystal ball say? Crystal ball says no, not okay. in twenty twenty two. I yeah. still think it'll take longer. Than and obviously,
0: COVID do. changes everything. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, COVID aside, I even, let's say we had a, you know, robust economy, things are going well, COVID has disappeared. Um, you know, I don't think we're, um, we're going to see, you know, fallout, um, you know, from the support services. Right. I
0: see. Yeah. Okay. So slow growth. I mean, I remember, I I get NABIS from, uh, uh, Vince uh, Ning, um, become the amazon of cannabis they were in california but they it's very difficult to do that outside of california because you have to recreate the whole thing so now there could be a NABIS in new york yep and who's going to win but that's you're right i now that you're saying it that's going to take a few years it It could be even 10 years for there to be three or four huge regional players who then maybe attack each other or buy each other or unify
1: or don't or decide yeah or decide to merge because there's synergies right. yeah you know um you know nabis is a perfect example uh and i i think they've got a great um uh, you know a great solution um but will that be will they be able to replicate that in in other areas and i think
0: there's going to be a lot of new players now that where we we can all agree on maybe another thing well, a few things we can agree on is this industry, while not mature, is maturing enough that established businesses are taking are taking note. I think of uh, the company that, um, not to plug them shamelessly, but CashTech, who, uh, who's a sponsor of the business of cannabis, is a company that's been around for you know, three to four decades in the finance space, managing cash no one gets into the cannabis space to manage cash obviously nope. you, a million i think all of a sudden you're in cannabis but you're like i got to manage my cash i got too much cash here uh, an established business maybe becoming a big player all of a sudden i think there's yeah, going to be a lot of that next year and the year after and
1: the year well, after and that's the thing we talked we talked to a lot of uh, dispensaries that that's one of their main pain points is how do, how do i manage all the cash that's coming in because uh, still, a um, in the, in the U S obviously, you know, visa cards are, are, uh, a, a challenge, um, not so much in, in Canada, but in the U S it's a big issue. And, and I think 80% of all transactions are still a cash transaction, even in Canada. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a big, um, a big problem for dispensaries. And I think, um, you know, they've got a good solution.
0: Yeah. So our, so our company, like we talked to Corinne Ellis at uh, James Capital. Right. Um, and they're, they're they want to build a brokerage, a real estate brokerage company from acro- across the U.S. Yep. Um, well, there's it's, it's been real estate brokers for, for a long time. And for people who have dealt with them, sometimes positive, sometimes negative, but there's, there's another established company bringing their skills into a new industry and they might outshine or grow much faster than uh, companies that saw. Oh, I want to be involved in cannabis. How can I help cannabis? Where maybe it's not about that. It's how do you help business? Well, look at look at uh, Dan Berman from um, you know Cannabis BPO.
1: You're right. You know, here's a guy that's been in the you know fancy term business process outsourcing, which is really a, a fancy way of saying call centers. Um, that said, look, we'll we'll handle all your uh, chats on your website. Uh, We'll handle text messages or emails that come in from your customers. So you don't have to Um, because you can hire them instead of hiring people to do that. And they have, you know, 30 years experience doing it. uh, And they manage all the people they manage the resources. You don't have to worry about hiring and training and firing and all that stuff that comes along with it. And, you know, I, I, I know that business really well. And he, I think he's, done a great job at kind of saying look we can do all these things for you that we've already been doing and now we're just going to do it for cannabis
0: yeah i think that that's going to be a story of 2022 is
1: these uh
0: i guess uh, ex- our mature businesses moving into uh, a less mature business and bringing that expertise and they may well overshine some of the other players let's change gears a little bit Let's get to the question of, in my mind, of 2021, uh, and I, I think also 2022, which is, are we entering a period where it's all about brand, or is it retail?
1: Yeah, I think this probably came up more than any other topic when we were um, when we were talking to people, um, because you look at. Um, something like uh, Planet 13, which we visited in Las right, Vegas. In Vegas, the
0: oh, world's yeah. largest dispensary.
1: Yeah, and we were there for uh, MJ BizCon, and we got a kind of a VIP tour of the facility and, and some of the plans that they have for the future, and you know, wow. Impressive.
0: <clears throat> Very impressive. Um, yeah, like, I mean, everyone seems to desperately, not everyone, okay, most people that we talk to on the show want it to be about brand that we're entering the age of brand um but i don't know that they're i and I, and maybe i don't know that they're right i think they want it to be because that uh, when you, when you can create brands you can create um multi-state offerings you can create um real value in in what is a commodity well, I, th- I also fair think enough, but are but is it really still about bricks and mortar and feet on the street and connecting to customers? Are they well, going to connect to
1: some because there's a million brands? Yeah, like look at um, Emory Morrison from Camp Nova, um, working with celebrities to attach their uh, their name to a brand, right. and you know, someone like you know Snoop, for example. Uh, has been associated with cannabis since the early 90s. Um, So I think people can, you know, be drawn to that because of his affiliation with cannabis for so long.
0: Yeah, I get that. There's a shortcut. There's a brand. That's a benefit in that you get an instant, you have an instant brand, okay? But there's a negative maybe because you're limited, you know, you're limited by the brand, the person and their Uh life and their brand maybe. I don't know.
1: I, but, will, I mean, you know, okay, so let me be play devil's advocate. If Kim Kardashian came out with a line of cannabis, oh, I I'm would, buying the hell out of it. <laughs> I, would, no, I, would no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's just like, you know, uh, sh- that's just a cash grab. She's trying to make money off something she, you know, may or may not. Views, but she certainly isn't uh, associated with it which is exactly why her makeup line has done so well
0: well well, you know next week we might be talking we're gonna or the week after we're talking hopefully to uh someone who 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 works with a willie nelson's line yeah uh, perfect uh, example and but then you know willie nelson if i'm a super cool urban new york i might not resonate with that so there's a limitation as well. well that's my only point Um, I may not resonate with Willie Nelson or, and I I may not resonate with Snoop Dogg. I may not want that um, affiliation.
1: That's not, that's not what will, um, you know, attract a brand, attract you to a brand. I, you know, I, I, you know, I like Snoop's music. I like some of Willie Nelson's music. Um, But I, I would buy something with their name on it more than someone that um you know isn't
0: associated with that yeah and that and then but then what we haven't really talked about is but or or, or is my loyalty towards the dispensary and as the law evolves and we should you know we'll talk about it maybe after the break uh will it be more related to a lounge or a, a, a club that i belong to and um, that you know our travel uh, you know I, I my my loyalty isn't necessarily to this pre-roll who who happens to have a name attached to it, whether it's a just a brand name or a person or so on. Uh, and the winners won't be these brands, not that like an alcohol, obviously, there's brands, but I don't know that they make the most money in alcohol on some level it's it's also the restaurant where it's served or the 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 winery or so on.
1: Well, I think I, I think longer term, it's going. I, you know, if I went to a a bar and ordered a gin and tonic, it's always going to be Bombay Sapphire, always, because I'm loyal to that brand. Right, and another person
0: just give me a gin and tonic.
1: Yeah, right. give me a gin and tonic. Give me a mixed drink. I don't yeah. care. And you know, I don't think we're we have enough information yet to know whether or not. Uh, because I don't, you know, have a gin and tonic because I'm at a particular place. I have it because that's what I like. Um, so, you know, that's where I, you know, it's probably way too early to even. Um,
0: no, it's that the big money has to go into it. Uh, using the alcohol analogy, I might buy a gin, but I'm just buying the gin. It might be Bombay, but I, I'm not even loyal to that. And just like, I think people go into dispensaries and say, I want this. I want this experience, whatever. They're not going in with a brand in mind uh, as much as people want them because brand is incredibly valuable. Yeah. But my view of, of 2022 is it, you, you, it's still not about brand. And it, it may never be, it won't be for a long time. Not that brands aren't developing, but people exaggerate the reasons for their success and maybe the reasons for success, alluding right to back where we started the show is the business, the, the industry is just growing. Yeah, you know and so the, a rising tide raises yeah. all boats yeah they' the,
1: the pie's getting bigger right right
0: and, and... but you keep saying it's your genius but I don't know if it is always
1: well
0: let's uh let's take a break we have to take a break um and hear from our sponsor uh but then we'll be right back uh with more uh of the business of Canada Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. And again, welcome back to the business of cannabis, Dave Sky, Matt Cook, uh, summarizing in a thrilling manner twenty twenty one, and hopefully uh, uh, looking forward in twenty twenty two. So, uh, another uh, uh, question of the year, but it's a question of the year every year. Yeah,
1: uh, think, for maybe the last yeah.
0: ten years, is 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 this? Are we look? Are we going to continue to see? Are we going to see a rash of mergers and acquisitions uh, in Canada? we certainly did on the growth side and suppress stock prices. Um, what do you see happening sort of
1: over the next 12 months? Well, very exciting, uh, you know, occurrence a couple of weeks ago, uh, where you had, um, you know, Pfizer by Arena Pharmaceuticals, which is their first foray uh, into the cannabis market um, $6.7 billion acquisition. Um, you know, so I always thought that the, the big pharmaceutical companies, um, would get into the market, but they were going to wait until it was, you know, mature enough. Um, so they didn't get, uh, into a situation where legislation, um, you know, right.
0: Why let let the little, little players work out all this crap. And when it's, Exactly. We'll come in, just buy, buy our way in and off we go.
1: And I think you're also going to see, um, you know, the multi-state operators that, I mean, there, a lot of them are publicly traded. Um, you know, they're publicly traded <clears throat> on, the, on the Toronto market because they can't be listed in the U S um, right. because of the federal. And that's not going to change anytime that's soon. That's not going to change anytime, anytime soon, but you know, they're able to raise money. Um, so you have a lot of these uh, Canadian companies that are, you know, rolling up um, dispensaries in states like uh, like Michigan, um, you know, and, you know, soon to be, you know, Florida and Massachusetts, uh, it's, it's gonna happen. Um, now, whether we see a flurry of activity uh, over the next 12 months, um, I think we're gonna see just steady consolidation uh, over the next probably
0: five years, um, yeah, growth I, might play a role in that because if the if the if the industry keeps growing, it's going to have a maybe a negative impact on mergers and acquisitions. Well, because valuations will get out of whack,
1: right? Right. You know, um, someone will. You know, uh, that runs a successful dispensary is going to want some 20, crazy multiple 28 yeah. million dollars for their for their location <laughs> their dispensary that's doing you know a million five in, in revenue which uh, which is which is crazy but um you know I think there w- will come a time where it will really accelerate and that's probably not 2022 I think that's probably 23 and beyond um, just based on the fact that there's so many states that are still coming online, Um, And especially, you know, some key states like New York and New Jersey. I mean, those markets are enormous. Um, And even, you know, Massachusetts right now is still relatively small.
0: One area, you know, where we might see it is in the franchise field, which remains to be seen whether that's viable, whether that's really going to become a major force in this industry. But, you know, we talked to Wendy Bronfine at Foreign Daughter and um we talk to your cbd store yep talk to jay bench and Bill i, I and, and that, that would be a great way to grow like let's buy 30 dispensaries and turn them into my brand opportunities yeah. yeah and i
1: think I, I think um you know any any retail environment i think there'll always be an element of franchising um, because it's a uh, for the franchise or And the franchisee it's a lower risk proposition right uh, from a business standpoint so i think that will always kind of um
0: it'll always be part of the market
1: any anything retail wise
0: you mentioned pfizer yep which i think has been in the news i think they have buckets of money so maybe that was something behind behind that they have to spend it on something um let's jump to the medicinal the market um which we kind of don't Necessarily talk as much about, uh, but it's actually bigger. It's big because it's 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 in 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 more far more states. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's ready for the mainstream? I I did a little research recently, just hunting around for topics for the show, and uh, the last number I got was there's seven hundred clinical trials. Yeah, in the in uh, in in action right now, but we don't necessarily have the results of them, so that is definitive on certain topics, but. Um, are we ready for a medicinal explosion maybe in the next few years?
1: Um, so,
0: you know, that, that's, it's a great topic because
1: my my former business partner was actually a medical doctor by training. And, you know, and he was very interested in the cannabis space. And the one thing that he said to me was, you're going to have about a third of, a third of doctors never prescribe it. And those t- typically are probably those that are, 50, 55 plus. Uh, They're just, you know, in terms of how old they are, Um, you know, they're winding down their careers and they're not necessarily interested in in adding that. Something
0: new and yeah.
1: Now, and then there's a third that they want those um, FDA trials. They want to know the clinical data that, you know, cannabis is going to help anxiety, cannabis is going to help depression or glaucoma or whatever it is. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence um, that you can speak to right now. But a third of the doctors are going to want because of because of litigation, right? They they don't want it. it it's a very litigious society and they don't want to get themselves in trouble. And then a third are are open to it. Um, but they just need to be educated. And I think um, the medical market, as soon as there there are clit- clinical um, data that they can look to that are published in, you know, peer journals like the Journal of American Medicine or something right. like that, um, then I think, yeah, I think there could be an explosion on the medicinal side. I know like my, you know, 99 year old grandmother um, started taking it uh, like oils. To help her sleep at night um so i never thought in a million years that my 99 right. year old grandmother would would be
0: would actually from what you told me about your grandmother i kind of suspected actually, actually you know maybe
1: right. She, y- you're right i don't think
0: she's ever stopped maybe there's that but <laughs> yeah but no there and, and how many people have told us any every retailer we talk to says uh there's no um demographic where well, the demographic is people yeah de- and that's the thing like
1: people that are suffering from, you know, crippling depression or or severe anxiety, um, if this is something that can help them get through it, um, they probably tried every antidepressant and drug on the market. Pain management is right? the other obvious one, and and that's the big thing. Like you don't even question that as a patient. You don't question that you're taking a pill because it was a prescribed by a doctor and you bought it, you know, at a pharmacy. So if a doctor says to you, you know, you can go to a clinic, they prescribe it, and then you can go buy it, um, I think it will just validate a little bit more and give people a lot more confidence. uh, And I think that will expand the market in terms of who's actually going to be using it.
0: Right, you know, so it, I don't want to know if I want to call it a niche market, but it's, it's a small market, um, but it definitely explodes. If it becomes mainstream, I don't know. If, I mean, I know Pfizer is involved, what like you just said, and uh, Merck is involved. and Bristol Myers is involved and Oventus is, is involved. So I don't know if they know something we don't. And some of these clinical trials sure they are maybe more know. positive. Oh yes, they do know something. I don't. Cause that's not well, a I bought marrow... my crystal ball from
1: Pfizer. So. Yeah.
0: So, you know, But uh, that would, uh, when the big, big players like that are circling around, um, they're not going to circle around. They're not getting into crystals, which is a big business too. Um, They're getting into this, uh, and that could make it. That could push that hundred billion dollar mark a lot higher. I mean, I mean, pain medication is a trillion dollar market, so they could get a bit of that two trillion, whatever it is uh a depression medicine if if they get if that becomes positive um that could be the story of 2022 2023 yeah. and and dwarf kind of what you know the wreck what because we all think it's going to be wreck uh yeah. this transcends and maybe that will uh also accelerate acceptance in other states yeah, on the medicinal side well and i think you know the one thing about
1: the big pharma getting involved in cannabis is that they lobby the FDA, they lob, lobby the federal government um, you know they pay people a lot of money to push their agenda and they pay politicians a lot of money to push their agenda. So as soon as there is I think the the clinical data um, I think that'll push it over the top and you know all it will take is you know one condition. Um, I mean look right at, yeah, it doesn't have to be all of them. Yeah. Look at look at Pfizer's um, cholesterol drug. I think they sell twelve billion or fourteen billion a year just just for cholesterol, right? So um, you know that that dwarfs their their Viagra um, medication. But I mean, it's it's incredible um, to think that if everyone that you know had
0: anxiety or depression or some other or a- even ten percent would be yep. a massive swing in this number and well, maybe yeah. and maybe we just be talking about that a few years yeah.
1: well in in canada for example i know that the insurance companies um actually cover the cost of of cannabis um um if it's uh, a script written by oh really interesting yeah. so like and i'm not talking small insurance companies i'm talking massive insurance right companies. yeah um, Manulife and, you know, Sunlifes of the world um, that that will cover it uh, for a medical condition. So imagine uh, if that happens and people aren't paying out of pocket, like maybe they once were, maybe use would actually increase uh, just within the population that's already consuming it. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I think the, the medical market could actually help this whole industry grow uh, even more. And then you're gonna start seeing, you know, the the Pfizer's of the world, they're they're gonna wanna control the product. um, So that going back to what we talked about earlier in terms of mergers and acquisitions, um, you know, acquiring.
0: Yeah, that'll uh, accelerate that, that whole process. that
1: will accelerate it. And then there'll be investment in, um, you know, technology to how do we get bigger yields, faster yields. Uh, They'll want it to be, you know, like their drugs. You know, their cholesterol drug is exactly the same, um, across the board and there's no variation. And that's what, um,
0: that's what they'll pay money for. So we are winding down here. Uh, we're running out of time as always. Uh, I wanted to pay before we go, uh, pay tribute, uh, first to our listeners, uh, who have been growing every, every week, uh, as, uh, as we go along here and are numbering into the uh, six figures now uh every week which is amazing uh so thank you all for uh tuning in and you're going to get a lot more in 2022 so don't don't go away uh more crystal balling and and also more uh, talking to all the uh, uh interesting movers and shakers of of in the in this incredible industry
1: mm-hmm.
0: um also thanks to cashtech our sponsor for uh making this happen um and you can check them out at cashtechcurrency.com uh give them a final plug um let's end it with this uh yeah you know uh, what are your what is your what have you learned over the last you know five months that we've been doing this show when we launched it on the business of cannabis uh that you didn't know when we started I guess just how um
1: well how exciting the 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 businesses. Anytime you can be, I mean, this is the dawn of a new industry, which doesn't happen very often, right? Um, And you you could see this coming because you know things like Facebook and Twitter they came out of nowhere, but no one saw it coming. Uh, Through legalization and everything like that, everyone's seen it coming. But the number of different types of people, um, I think it's a great industry. Because of its people, I think everyone's really passionate about it. Um, You know, so that was not necessarily surprising, but, you know, it's been a very welcoming community, uh, which has been great. There's a lot of really smart people uh, doing a lot of really cool things. And... Um, and then there's place. us doing a radio show, so
0: yeah, that's, you, that's, know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what? Targeted. That's exactly what I learned. I, like, I, I don't know of another industry where people love the product, yeah, and love the space as much as they do. Now that can be a negative too, because then they don't see maybe all the obstacles and problems. But well, hopefully, hopefully, that's what we're whatever light. that's what the, we're shedding light on. Yeah,
1: right. Um, because I mean, in in my career, I've consulted companies on. A ton of different things, from finances to sales and marketing, um, and you know, it, it's steering people in the right direction and helping them, you know, understand, you know, where are the opportunities, where are the pitfalls, and what are you doing right. And hopefully, um, you know, that's what we provided our listeners this year is uh, insights into how to how to make their business better. Um, and I think that's only going to translate into um, a lot of people having a lot of success in 2022.
0: I um, Yeah. And you know what? I, and then the last thing, you know, success in 2022, I was thinking there's so many unknowns. And that's the other thing I learned, which I didn't yep. really think about as much. Um, that And it reminds me a bit of, you know, I cut my teeth on, in the software industry. Right. you know 20, 20 some years ago and where everyone just saw themselves becoming microsoft because they had a new solution to a problem right and and it, in hindsight obviously it wasn't true but unless you were there you didn't you couldn't understand this new thing where now suddenly everyone has a computer on their desk and we have software and we know how to talk to each other and we're sending emails, all that. Um, the internet hits and the world seemed to be the oyster. And yet no one actually knew what was going to happen. No. Um, and that to me is what, and maybe even there's less, un, there's more unknowns now because there's that legal aspect, there's markets unknown. I don't know what if Texas. I don't know what Texas is going to be like. I don't know what New York's going to be like. But 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 people tell us, you know, I, I was on a call that said uh, New Yorkers sm- are smoke more cannabis than anyone in the in the U.S. Whether that's you know true, even if it's half true, yeah. Uh, we'll be just talking about New York, and we won't be talking about Oklahoma or Massachusetts or anyone else. New York and California, uh, and then maybe Texas, uh, like we do with other products well, i think
1: I think the the one other thing that um, that's well, not struck me, but I think it will it will come along. Um, i I don't think um, I know of or have met that visionary like Bill Gates or Elon Musk um, who will come along and and revolutionize the entire industry. I think there's a lot of really smart people uh, that are doing a lot of really good things. Um, but i don't i don't see that yet i think um maybe that person will come along i mean elon musk uh, invested in tesla in 2005 and tesla's only tesla in
0: 2021 <laughs> right is it going to be what product what service what aspect of the business yeah cuz it could be lounge it could be the yeah. mcdonald's of you know dispensary it could be a restaurant chain or or some or um a hotel, or you know, what a chain of whatever, is going to be, or the producer, the vertical player, yeah, who who, multi-state vertical player. Who yeah, I will, remember, I remember kind
1: of in the late '90s when all these tech stocks were, you know, going through the roof. I mean, I bought eBay the day it started trading, and, and so, of course, you kept it. But. <laughs> uh, no, I sold it for a hundred percent profit, and I thought I was a genius. You were, yeah. <laughs>
0: And today that'd be worth about $20 million. So, right. but, the, but then you wouldn't be on this show because I be. wouldn't be. No, so I it mean. was worth it. I, I think do. it was worth it. I think we all agree, and all the That's listeners good. think it's worth it. And on that note, we're going to have to um, say goodbye. Um, an interesting year uh, Very for sure, uh, for a number of reasons, uh, some quite obvious, but in the cannabis sense, certainly a positive year, which yes. is a bit surprising. and. I know in one year when we do this show again, when we do the year in review, uh, it'll be it'll be more more complexity, more developments, and more growth. That's my crystal ball. <laughs> so from Dave Sky and uh, Matt Cook, um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, next you. week, uh, more uh, insights and interviews uh, in the world of cannabis. Uh, so uh, stay safe, be well. And this has been The Business of You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis lifestyle radio.